0: Community Players Podcast, stand by. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast,
1: go.
2: Welcome to a special edition of our Places, Please Podcast. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director at Community Players. I think we can all agree that 2020 didn't go according to anyone's plans. And if this was part of your master plan, I can think of about 7 billion people who want to kick your butt right about now. Well, Despite all of these challenges, Community Players continues to create positive opportunities for people throughout our community. This included participating in a community art project, virtual events, and producing in-person shows that we might not have otherwise looked at had we been following our usual programming model. These successes and opportunities were made possible thanks to the support of individual donors, season ticket holders, first-nighters, and other supporters. It's easy for me to sit here in the glamorous CP podcast studios and tell you about the great opportunities happening here despite the pandemic, but how about we hear from some people actually being impacted? This episode is kind of like a clip show, as we revisit two interviews we did this past year that highlight two stories of how Community Players was able to help people beat some of the challenges of 2020 and find something positive this year. Later in the show, we'll hear from Noah and Arison Snurr talking about their relationship which literally grew up here in the theater and culminated with their wedding in November. But first, we revisit an interview with Carla Lumker. Carla appeared in our COVID substitution production of Murderers. For someone whose last time on stage was more than 50 years ago, she met the challenge of delivering a deviously comedic half-hour monologue with the confidence of a seasoned pro. We did this interview the week before the show opened in October i am joined now by carla lumker carla thank you so much for joining us on the podcast thank you um so carla uh tell us just a little bit about uh the character that you're playing in the show
1: well i think back home i was a sweet little little white-haired 78 year old lady and um i've retired to the senior resort of riddle key with my husband in hopes of getting away from the snow and the cold and the bad memories. uh, The bad memory was caused by this lady named Margaret Fadal. And uh, Margaret Fadal moves to the retirement center where we are, uh, the title of the play is Murderers, so that might tell you something about my character. It,
2: t- it t- has a little bit of a of a hint there that there may be a murder involved. Is what you're saying?
1: That's possible. Yeah,
2: yeah. No spoiler there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, doing a monologue is is can be kind of a intimidating challenge um, because you know you're it's just you uh, <laughs> for the. 30 minutes or however long your your particular monologue is um what's it been like um rehearsing and preparing for this
1: well it's a tremendous amount to memorize it you're right it's 30 minutes uh 11 and a half pages i, I counted. <laughs> not them. that you've counted yeah <laughs> uh-huh. uh,
2: and and uh, two thousand words i s- haven't 16, done that yet <laughs> um <laughs>
1: But yes and when you're on stage there's nobody to play off of or to to help you if you forget it's it's you
2: yeah, <laughs> um, but speaking of speaking of you, let's talk about you, um, uh, Carla. Not and not not the uh, the murder related <laughs> character. Um, but uh, so talk about your um, past experience. You're you're kind of our uh, our our uh, surprise surprise find in this cast. I think.
1: Well, um, yeah, I haven't been in a play since I was in high school. So that was back in 66 and 67. Um, But we're season ticket holders at Community Players. I've been to a lot of plays here. And uh, when I taught alternative education, you guys were kind enough to uh, give us tours of the facility and so forth. And it's always been on my bucket list to be in a play and um we were supposed to be on a cruise lands of the bible um during the rehearsal of this but we weren't there so i tried out and here i am
2: so instead of going on a cruise you're going on a murder spree that's is what right. you're saying <laughs> 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 um well the uh it's it's great that you know that you haven't been in a show that you you really are in every sense of the word like a, a newbie not only to community players but to being on stage since it's been since you were in high school and and you know we won't say how long that's been you know it's let's just say it's been more than 5 years. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Something like that. Something
2: like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what, uh, what really uh, uh, motivated you to get off the fence, so to speak, and uh, decide to audition for this project?
1: Well, I saw they were looking for a seventy-year-old woman. <laughs> I qualify. <laughs> I didn't even have to, you know, pretend to be older than that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and and uh, I think it's also just really interesting. You know, you said that being in a show had been on your bucket list. Yes. Um. And so I'm glad that we decided to uh, help you kick the buck. Wait, no, that uh, th- uh, that'd uh, be the wrong <laughs> the wrong uh, choice of words, especially uh, in a show like this. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> especially
1: when you find out, out what else I do. Yeah. Oh, in my part. I oh, tell yeah, tell No. Shh, shh, shh. Uh, <laughs>
2: people <laughs> have to come to discover that. That's right. Um, so, uh, what do you hope that audiences take away from uh, watching this show?
1: I think in the time we're living in um, there's so much seriousness and so forth. I, I don't know that I see a message in this show. I, at least not in my part. I hope people can just watch it and uh enjoy themselves and say wow (laughs) I didn't know she could be like that or maybe they will I don't know they'll
2: they'll be like I always knew that Carla Uh (laughs) deep down inside
1: Uh uh (laughs) yeah Um, so hopefully they just enjoy the time that they're here I guess yeah
2: all right well carla thank you so much for uh popping into my office uh, uh, safely distanced we measured it you're 11 feet away from me um and uh and uh, good luck with the show or not good luck oh my gosh i should know better
1: uh, <laughs> uh that's the right thing to say to me <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: break a leg with the show or have a good show yeah all right you. thank you thank you Jamie. next up is our interview with noah and Arison. They appeared on an episode of our Hold Please podcast titled June Wedding. When we recorded the interview, it was the week that they were originally scheduled to be married on our stage in June. Their wedding was rescheduled to November, and they became the first real-life wedding to take place in the CP Theater. Enjoy this conversation with the couple from last June. Well, uh, Noah and Arison, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hello.
2: Hi. This episode is called A June Wedding, and the week this episode drops was supposed to be your wedding. Not only that, but you were going to get married here at the theater. So what made you pick the theater as your wedding venue?
0: Well, so when we first got engaged, I told Noah immediately, do you think we could get married at the theater? (laughs) Um, Just because that's where... We met, that's where we really kind of fell in love, I guess, and where our relationship took off from.
2: Uh, And uh, so even though the pandemic has postponed your wedding, you are still getting married, right?
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not so enthusiastic there, Noah. (laughs)
3: Give Give me time to think about it, and yeah, the answer is still yes.
2: Okay, good, good, good. Um, I should also mention that um, you guys are the first, as far as I am aware, the first people to uh, ever get married for real uh, in the Community Players Theater.
0: Ooh, Put it on the website!
2: That's right. <laughs> uh, there's been there's been lots of fake marriages, um, and maybe yours is a fake marriage, too. I don't know if uh, Arison needs her green card or something, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but are the first legit wedding that we will have in the venue. So, uh, there is a term called showmances and that's when two people involved in a production, uh, start to date for a time during or after the show. But usually a showman's kind of fizzles out shortly after the show closes. Obviously that didn't happen for you two. Um, how long have you guys been uh, dating?
3: About a little over six and a half years.
0: Yep, seven years in October.
2: Wow, I'm I am impressed that Noah didn't have to like stop and think about it at all. No. He was like, Nope. I, I know the answer to this. From day because... one I
3: told myself, all right, Noah, you need to remember this kind of stuff so you don't become like the guy who just forgets.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be actually, one
0: He's the one who actually remembers the day we started dating.
2: Oh, know, wow. He, he
0: forgets about it.
2: Um. So, yeah, talk. let's talk about growing up in the theater and how it relates to your relationship. I know that you guys uh, became aware of each other through the theater, so let's uh, share that.
0: Um. It would have been... The first time I saw Noah was in Beauty and the Beast, and he played Chip. And for some reason, I... I turned to my mom when he was rolled out on stage and I said, mom, do you see that boy? Cause I'm going to marry him. (laughs) And my mom knew his mom and she told her and they were both kind of like, yeah, whatever. And now I I tell everybody, I told you so. I've been playing it (laughs) since day one.
2: It, it was something about seeing Noah locked in a cabinet with just his face.
0: That was it. And he had a cute little bowl cut sticking out from underneath that hat. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Noah, when did you hear about uh, about Arison's vow that that's the boy that she's going to marry?
3: Um, I didn't know about that particular instance till probably about five, six years ago. Um, <laughs> but she'd always kind of been, very, been fairly forward with me throughout middle school into high school.
2: Right now, I, I believe I've heard some stories about uh, Arison telling, telling girls to not go after Noah and stuff. Is that correct?
0: It wasn't that I told him not to go out. Um, not go out. Not go out with you. Like, not... Try to or go him after that. him, yeah. Right. I what I did was I convinced my friend that the way to truly get Noah's attention was just to ignore him. I like, don't even look at him, and it worked out for me because Noah had no clue that she had a crush on him. So. I, I don't think I would change it necessarily
2: <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty effective strategy really
0: oh yeah and then I mean going through acting up people knew that that Noah was my future boyfriend because because I would tell them <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you would you would hand out business cards that said that one's mine
0: <laughs> and Noah would just kind of walk behind me and shake his head no, but...
3: (laughs) He wore me down.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so uh, uh, any other stories like that about uh, just kind of little dating-related incidents in connection to the theater?
0: Um, I do know that before Noah asked me out, um, the last show we did before Noah officially asked me out was The Little Mermaid. And... We had been older and my flirting was a lot more apparent because he had matured. (laughs) So he asked his sister if she would find out if I really had a crush on him. No,
3: I didn't say that. (laughs) She just did that of of her own volition.
0: Oh, sorry. Allison just made the move. And I told her, I said, well, you know, if I dated him, we could never break up. Which, no, bad. Well,
3: and then Allison told me, no, so that delayed <laughs> 50 months.
0: It all worked out.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, talk a little bit about where you guys are both at right now. Well, obviously you're together in a kitchen. It sounds like right now, but <laughs>
0: yeah, we are living together right now in Lincoln. I just finished up college. I have my degree in elementary education and I'm gonna be um, working as a substitute at LPS next year. And Noah.
3: And I'm taking summer classes for my degree in actuarial science.
2: So what was the first thing that each of you did at the theater?
3: Um, First thing I did was, it's a wonderful life. When I was nine years old, (laughs) I had three lines. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Do you still remember those lines?
3: No, I remember one of them was funny and I didn't get it. But the one would laugh afterwards and I'd be so confused.
2: <laughs> and Arizona, what was the first thing you did?
0: Um the first thing I was part of at Community Players was the children's theaters production of Willy Wonka. Um but that was separate from the theater. So the first thing actually at the theater would have been my first acting up show.
2: Um, Ah, which was with, which one?
0: Good, good trouble on bad, bad Island.
2: Oh, and that was the first acting up show.
0: Yes, it was. And, you know, I had a huge crush on Noah.
3: That's when we formally met.
0: Yeah. That's when we formally met, but I had a huge crush on Noah and Tyler put me in a potato sack and um, like, yeah, I, my costume was a potato sack. I know,
3: but like, where are you going with this?
0: Well, it obviously didn't win you over that year.
3: <laughs> I don't know.
2: You know, there's something to be said about a good old, uh, attractive potato sack uh, and my costume.
0: Name was grimy. So, <laughs> really, it was a look, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, So thinking just a little bit uh, broader about both of your experiences with community players, because you both did uh, grow up in our programming, uh, if you had to think of one show or moment for each of you that best summarizes your experiences at the theater, what would it be?
3: For me, uh, I I like to think of when we did Bloody Bundy, Andrew Jackson. And that was, uh, for some reason, that was kind of just a point where I was like really enjoying it on a like a different level than just oh this is fun it was kind of it, it, the when I was performing that in front of people it was kind of the moment where I was like this is really special really awesome and I really like being a part of this
2: cool yeah and you got to uh use uh, swear words
3: I did and shoot <laughs> I did shoot Harrison in the neck. it was pretty great yeah <laughs>
2: so Arison what about you
0: um mine would probably be Um, Just the entire experience of being in Drowsy Chaperone. It was the first time I had ever stage managed for like a big kid show. (laughs) I had had done a lot backstage for the children's productions. Um, So it was a big change and I had never operated the light board before. So just the whole experience, learning a lot backstage and kind of testing what all I can do in the theater world. Cause I had acted and I had been on stage before, but this was my first time really being behind the scenes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, I do have to say, you are an amazing stage manager, by the way.
0: I, I enjoy it. I like order. I like writing things down and I like yelling at people. <laughs> so I find that it's a great <laughs> job for me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and great training for married life. Well, every
0: show I've stage managed, Noah has been in it. and
1: Oh.
0: So it's always interesting because there are people who have seen me at the theater and who have known Noah's in my relationship. And then that was like, there were new people in the show who I would never worked with before. And I came backstage one night and I just, I was like, Noah, you need to get out there right now. And they were like, hey, oh, <laughs> She's kinda mean. You know, we be like, no, no, it's okay. It's Noah. She, it's Arison. She can get
3: away with being a little
2: mean. <laughs> now it's time for our Backstage blooper segment where we ask our guests to share a behind-the-scenes mishap or story that can only happen in live theater. So guys, what kind of uh, mishaps have you encountered over the years in your involvement with community players?
0: Well, I guess I'll start. Most of my mishaps on stage I've I've blocked out of my memory. They're just too painful. Um, <laughs> but as a stage manager, they're like burned in your brain for the rest of your life.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'll never forget. It was the final song for Drowsy Chaperone. And somebody came on stage and they they kind of bumped a, a table and a glass fell off. And I heard it shatter. So I quickly like wrote on my hand, like clean up glass as soon as possible. This also happened to be the night that a tornado siren went off. Uh-huh. So everyone's just going to the basement, you know, straight line. And I kind of sneak around and I go to the corner and I just, I start cleaning up the glass. Cause I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta clean it up. It's, the show has to be ready tomorrow. <laughs> so everybody's kind of sneaking down to the basement, and I'm like, have fun, be safe, cleaning up glass.
2: <laughs> oh, well, that's dedication right there.
0: And then I'm sure everybody wants to know, because you posted a picture of it about this time last year during Tech Week um, for <laughs> I was trying to carry my binder up the ladder in my hands, and I thought I could balance it on top of a box, and I couldn't, and it fell behind a wall. And And we can't do a run-through without my binder. It has everything. It has everything, and it has light cues, and so we had to cut a hole in the drywall.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I, Yeah, and for people who don't know, to get to our control booth, you have to climb up this little ladder, and uh, the sheetrock doesn't extend all the way up for some really odd reason, and the the studs are exposed, and yeah, stuff can fall behind there, including Arison's stage manager book. Oops. Um, You know, now that you say that, that hole that we had to cut to get your book out is still in the wall. We never have repaired that sheetrock yet. (laughs) So. (laughs)
0: You know what? That's great. In case somebody else does
2: it, that's right. We have there. access. <laughs> um, Noah, what about your uh, backstage bloopers?
3: Um, I guess this one didn't directly happen to me, but I remember during one of the kids' shows. It was the Saturday night one, so they had already done a Saturday matinee. So the kids had uh, had stayed there for a while and ate some pizza, and we tried to clean up all the grease off the floor. Um, but apparently we must have missed a spot because during the show, one of the kids slipped and like a cartoon character just like slipped on a banana peel onto the ground and Arison found that absolutely hilarious.
0: To be fair, I'm really good friends with a girl who fell and I went up to her afterwards and I was like, are you okay? I'm so sorry. I laughed about it the whole show. Like, <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm totally fine. I laughed about it when I went backstage too. But it was just the sound, like she, she sounded like a cartoon character. (laughs) Did did she go
2: boing or something? She
0: played a mouse. And even when she fell, it was like a (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it, you know, it's a good laugh now. I'm sure at the moment she was kind of embarrassed. (laughs)
2: Um, So as this is, as we're building at the wedding episode, um, do you guys have any dating or relationship advice for anyone who is involved in in either the theater or the performing arts?
0: Um, Don't take what happens at the theater too seriously. Um, You know, Noah and I, we don't, There's not often that we play each other's love interest. And most times, in fact, we have other people who are our love interest. I
3: don't think we've ever actually played like with each other, opposite of each other.
0: And so just kind of knowing that like you can, theater is fun and it's your hobby, but don't take it home with you and don't take it too seriously. (laughs) I had to remind myself that when when we first started dating.
2: Ah, yeah, yeah. That Noah wasn't gonna fall for every uh every beautiful young uh sixth grader that he was on stage with
3: <laughs> you know,
0: it was hard for me to think of because I was like, oh, I fell in love with him on stage. Everybody else will too, <laughs> and now he tells me like, "Oh yeah, I'm dating so and so on stage again. All right, have fun. Tell her I say hi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um that's that's really good advice for people who are involved in shows uh because I know sometimes people and or their whoever they're dating or their spouses or whatever can get strangely jealous about an on stage relationship and uh they don't really they they begin they begin uh, when rehearsal starts and they end when the rehearsal ends.
0: yep, I actually told Noah I said you better make this relationship look good on stage don't make me look bad.
1: You know?
2: <laughs> that's right because if he can't pull off a a believable relationship when he's pretending how how believable could he be in real life
0: well exactly i'm like you don't hold my hand like that hold their hand better
2: um so is there anything else that either of you would like to add as we kind of wrap things up
0: um say safe and donate to the theater
2: (laughs) yeah yes Yeah, please, because, you know, we need to keep the venue open at least until um, November when your rescheduled uh, wedding ceremony is.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. If you want to be invited to our wedding, just donate to the theater and then...
2: (laughs) Make sure there are um, at least three zeros at the end of whatever number you're donating and that will get you an invitation.
0: We're going to do like a first-nighters thing for our wedding, you know? (laughs) You get priority seating if you donate money.
2: Yeah, there we go. There we go. I am all in favor of that. I don't know what your mothers both think of that, but I am in favor of it. (laughs) We're fine, you know. All right. Well, Noah, Arison, thank you so much for uh, joining us today on our uh, June wedding podcast. I'm sorry that uh, the pandemic has delayed your wedding um, a little bit, but I'm looking forward to the first ever and most beautiful wedding ceremony that is for keeps to take place in the Community Players Theater. Well,
3: thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you.
2: Once again, thank you to Carla, Noah, and Arison for sharing their stories of the impact CP has had on them in 2020 and beyond. Supporting community players does so much more than guaranteeing quality live entertainment for yourself. When you support community players, you are providing opportunities for your friends, neighbors, and total strangers to grow, experience new adventures, and improve their lives. Now the great thing about a thriving community theater is that we are built completely on generating opportunities. So I come to you now through your headphones or your car speakers, and I ask you to give an extra investment in the future budding relationships, the retiree who continues to explore new challenges, and an organization that will play a lead role in Southeast Nebraska's recovery from the pandemic and the challenges of 2020. Yes, this is kind of like a telethon now, but uh, I hope you will make a contribution today to support community players. We need to keep things going, and your support now will be essential to our success in 2021. There's a link in the show notes of this episode, or go online to BeatriceCommunityPlayers.com and click the Donate button to make a difference in our community. Thank you for helping to keep community players going. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theater in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Jamie Ulmer, and this has been Places Please, and we will see you at the theater.
0: Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes.